football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. Welcome back, everyone, to the Sports Bits podcast with Moko here to talk about all things NBA offseason because, oh, my, there's been quite a bit going on in free agency. Honestly, my favorite part of the NBA season draft, eh, take it or leave it. I mean, I watch college football, Mm -hmm. so I enjoy, you know, seeing the the guys I watch go to the NBA. But free agency is where all the magic happens in the NBA. Everybody's moving around. Teams look completely different the next season, so we'll get into that. So the format, mm-hmm. we're just mainly going to talk about our teams first because, you know, I guess the Nets have a lot to talk about, and the Celtics, not so much, but there is some interesting storylines that are coming out of uh, Celtics uh, free agency. And then we also have a lot of other big names. Um, you'll hear them when you see them. So well, let's not get, let's get right into it. So actually, I want to start sure. off with Reed and the Nets free agency first, and I want to do the Celtics mm-hmm. after because I have a little bit more to talk about especially with rumors about 2022's offseason. So I'll let you get yeah, first. Sure. Um, yeah, so actually, uh, you know, Nets free agency, we didn't really know what was going to happen because obviously we still have our big three. Um, mm-hmm. So and we have them until next year. So we didn't expect a whole lot to go down in terms of like big moves or whatever. You know, they were going to keep it, keep those three together and pretty much just run it back from last year. Um, with as many of the same guys as possible, but we did. So we were able to keep Blake Griffin, which was nice. We got him on a one-year deal, 2.6 million, which I'm pretty happy about. We kept Bruce Brown on a one-year deal, 4.7 million, which I'm also very happy about. I really like Bruce Brown. Uh, Just an FYI uh, for the Bruce Brown. He took his qualifying offer. Like, like basically yeah, the second true. day of mm-hmm. second day of free agency. So, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty quick. So I assume he probably, yeah, he wants to run it back. Hopefully win a chip this year. Yeah. Um, Mike James is out. Unfortunately, I actually really like Mike James. Whenever Kyrie was out, Mike James kind of stepped up to the plate and did some really good things for us. So I'm a little upset about that. I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah. So one of the, two of the biggest ones um, that happened for the Nets. So we got Patty Mills on a two-year, $12 million contract, which I'm pretty happy about. Honestly, Patty Mills, he's nothing crazy, but he's definitely going to be a good rotational guy for us. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that one. I like it and he's not too expensive. Um, the one that I, I'm assuming everyone is probably thinking of, uh, Dinwiddie right now, Dinwiddie is definitely out. Um, we're not exactly sure what he's going to do. He is a free agent now, I'm pretty sure, but he is looking for a sign and trade with the Nets, which would be really nice because then we wouldn't just let him walk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I really liked Dinwiddie. I would have liked to resign him, but it wouldn't have, it would have costed us over $87 million in luxury tax if we did sign him. <laughs> nope. So it, yeah, absolutely not worth it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm upset cause I liked Dinwiddie, but I think, so he, hopefully he's going to do a sign and trade. I know he wants to go to Washington, so I don't know exactly what that would look like. Um, hmm. a lot of the guys that Washington has, um, I know Robin Lopez is out and he's actually one of the guys that I thought would have been kind of good for the nets because we need a good center. Um, and he's a good rotational center. You know, he doesn't take up, um, he doesn't need the ball a whole lot and he kind of just does what he does in the paint. Yep. But I don't I don't know what it's going to look like because um, a lot of Washington's guys are really young and it seems like the Nets are kind of trying to put together a more veteran squad because we have our big three. Um, and then we also just got two rookies this year or I think three actually um, through the draft. We had three picks this draft, uh, one first round pick. So uh, I'm assuming that they're going to try to keep it a more veteran lineup 
So uh, I don't know what the Dinwiddie trade is going to look like if it is a sign and trade, which, like I said, I hope it is because then, you know, we wouldn't lose out on anything. Um, but if he does end up walking, then, you know, it sucks is what it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I hope best of luck to Dinwiddie. I absolutely love him. He did some great things for the Nets. Yeah, amazing stuff with the Nets. I mean, they, I think they did everything that they were supposed to. Not really mm-hmm. too much crazy. I mean, like they signed veterans. I'm assuming they're going win now, trying to sign veterans who know what their role is and play the minutes yeah, that they're told. We have we have our big three until next year. They're going to be free agents yep. next year. Um, so you know, we it's it's really like a win now situation because I don't think we're going to be able to afford to keep them yeah. for too much longer. Also, and I'm them. honestly mad that you stole Patty Mills from the Celtics, but it's fine. I don't think he really yeah, wanted I know to the sign Celtics with the Celtics. Were looking to get Patty Mills. They, they were looking at him, but I don't think we were going to give him six mil. I think we actually, we probably would have given him a six mil for like one year, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, still Patty Mills from us, whatever. I mean, it, I, our in free agency, honestly, going for the Celtics. Do you have any other comments? Because I want to go to the Celtics one. Because no, 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 yeah, 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 but right. Patty Mills sad, didn't go to the Celtics. But but interesting, a lot of the stuff that happened was mainly trade stuff for the Celtics. So first thing, uh, there was a trade with Atlanta. Actually, a, a technically a three-team three team trade, but it ended up, first of all, being a just a, a regular t- uh, two-team trade with uh, Tristan Thompson going to the uh, going to Atlanta for Chris Dunn, Bruno Fernando, and a second-round pick. That is great value for Tristan Thompson. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that Absolutely. right now. We Absolutely. got Chris Dunn, a great role-playing of uh, you know playmaking uh point guard you know probably for the bench i'm assuming he's not going to start bruno fernando mm-hmm. great backup point guard for like the third string like center because we have rob williams and, and al horford and the second round pick it's good fluff uh and, you know tristan thompson ended up in sacramento don't care let's move on yeah next one <laughs> sacramento where the career goes to die yeah <laughs> yep and uh, speaking of only reason I said there was three uh, th- uh, third string as Bruno Fernando, because Moses Brown got traded to the Mavericks for um, Josh Richardson. And plus uh, using our Hayward trade exception, we we've packaged that with Moses Brown to get tra- Josh Richardson, a great three and D player. If he can get back to his 2018, 2019 form, I'll be happy with that on the bench as a great rotational piece, maybe even starting sometimes if they need him. Otherwise I think it's a great, a great pickup for what the value was, you know, just trading away a trade exception and a, and a young player when we have plenty of young players to go out, go out. So, you know, that's all that really happened. Nothing really else happened. I think Semi Ojale signed with somebody, I think the Bucks or something. So he's gone. Uh, yeah, I think that's really it. Um, so the main thing with this free agency is that we're going to try to conserve cap space. And I think this is for planning for 2022. And my rumors, like a lot of rumors have been saying that Bradley Beal wants to sign with the Celtics. So I think they're going to try to wait for next season and let Bradley Beal like basically, you know, get off his contract and then resign in the next offseason instead of trading for him now when we clearly don't have the assets unless we want to trade uh, Jalen Brown. So yeah, which like I I, I told happening. you, it's not. I don't I don't see like a a, a good trade for Bradley Beal this offseason for the Celtics because you'd have to get rid of either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum's untouchable. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's like one of the best young stars in the league. So it'd be pretty stupid to get rid of him. Exactly. And again, I've, I'm, I'm honestly hoping that Beal comes because, you know, honestly, that would be a great big three in Boston. And I think this year, I think a lot that of people be are pretty crazy. If Beal made it to Boston. Hey, it'd be, it'd be fun to see Boston basketball, uh, all big and mm-hmm. all big again with a big three. But, um, I think the, um, I think we're calling 2021, like a bridge year. I don't think we're going to play as well. Like we might be the seventh seed next year mm-hmm. like we were this year we're just gonna play as a seed, you know play see what happens like if a lot, a lot of these young players develop like Neesmith smith develops rob williams takes another step forward 
you know, mm-hmm. those guys can really play a big role on the team. And if we, you know, develop our guys well, we might be able to make a good run in the playoffs. Otherwise, I don't, I'm not planning for a finals run. If we do, yeah, definitely not we this season. No, definitely not this season. Definitely not but this season. But if yeah, they I do, mean, definitely in the future because yeah, you guys have a solid young core. Uh, like you said, exactly. Smith, uh, Peyton Pritchard. Oh yeah, I forgot about you Peyton still, Pritchard. You guys still have Pitch, uh, Pritchard, uh, and yeah, like you said, Robert Williams. So if they, if they all these guys can kind of take like the next step up, um, then absolutely Boston's going to be a huge threat in the East. Um, yeah. And well, honestly, also one thing that I want to talk about before we get into more stuff is just like the fact that this free agency, like we have a couple teams that we're going to talk about, but mm-hmm. the East as a, just a whole conference is becoming way more competitive now. Yep. And I absolutely love it because traditionally it's always been like, oh, the West is, you know, the harder, the more difficult conference to play in, which I yeah. guess you still could make an argument that it could be. But, but as of right now, the East is looking very scary. We have a lot of teams, like a lot of dark horse teams that made mm-hmm. a lot of moves in this offseason, and we don't know how they're going to play together or see what they're going to do. Yep. Um, so I won't give too much away now. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. But just right. the East as a whole is definitely becoming way more competitive, and it's going to be really exciting this season. Hey. Just saying, if the Pistons look like if the Pistons are a dark horse team, that means the East is competitive. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely, Kate Cunningham made that team. He could easily push them. Like I think we were talking tournament last playing tournament contention. Yeah, absolutely play in tournament contention possibly playoff contention <laughs> mm-hmm. uh if his skills translate which honestly watching him in just the ncaa tournament i i think that it's definitely going to happen yep. that his skills are going to translate pretty easily to the nba so we got a lot of teams where we, you know we really don't know the east other than the first three seeds maybe are pretty yep. much up in the air at this point even the sixers might be falling out like falling down out of the seating this year yeah. you know we might well, see yeah they also seat. just they just signed Drummond, <laughs> well, which actually that's trust a perfect, the process. Trust that's the process. A, that's, a, that's a perfect segue into what we were going to talk about next, which is Ben Simmons and the Sixers. Yeah. So, um, oh boy, uh, I hate looking at this, but um, we uh, on Instagram, I actually sent this to <laughs> to oh, yeah. read, and it's yeah. ESPN's trade speculations or trade rumors or scenarios for Ben Simmons. And these three trades are the most goofiest trades I've ever seen in my damn life. Absolutely. I'm like, why did, would anyone do this? But um, let's start it off. No, I, think there was, I think there was one. There's one good trade. There in total? There I'm going to talk about the, uh, there's three, but there's one good trade. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that one first. One one, but yeah, the rest of them. And then I want to trash on the rest and trash on Ben Simmons yeah. for the rest of it. So first good one um, is uh, Sixers get, buddy. this is with the Kings. So Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, Marvin Bagley in a first round pick for Ben Simmons. So I like that trade. I like that Ben Simmons brings, uh, not Ben Simmons, but healed brings shooting spacing to the uh, mm-hmm. Sixers, which is great with Seth Curry and Jeff and um, Joel Embiid there. Cause Curry mm-hmm. and buddy, he'll imagine that shooting tandem and in, in Philly, that'd be amazing. That'd be and then Tyrese and Danny, Danny green is still on the Sixers now. I don't uh, think he's he... probably, I don't think he's, I think he got signed somewhere else. I'm pretty sure. Oh, did he? I thought I know that the Lakers said that they were looking at him, but I thought yeah. he was still on the Sixers. But never yeah. mind then. Yeah, but uh, anyway, speaking of that, uh, speaking of uh, guards, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Halliburton, ugh, Halliburton, great <laughs> defensive piece. And again, Sixers are great on defense already, so I think he'll be a great replacement for what Benson has brought on defense. And plus, Halliburton is a great shoot, like offensive piece as well. Like, look at what he did as a six man on the Kings. He's amazing. Marvin Bagley, great filler in piece for a smart power forward. I, I think he'll probably run the bench because Tobias Harris is a way better power forward than him personally. In mm-hmm. my mind, I like Ty, I like Tobias Harris. So there you go. And then a first round pick. That's honestly a great trade. 
uh, Ben Simmons, his value is not as high as you think, and uh, not as high as you think. And these next trades will close will to what will they're asking for will be dummy, dummy, stupid. Uh, yeah. uh, when it comes and this, to this, this was the only one that made even like a lick of sense. Lick of sense, yeah. And even even to me, like packaging all three of them, Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, and Marvin Bagley exactly. with the first round pick is even a little bit too much for me. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say like if it was if it was Buddy Heald and Halliburton. And two first, first round, round pick, picks. maybe, That's yeah, it. maybe two first round picks. Then I would say that that would be a lot more fair. But adding Marvin Bagley into it, where one, like you said, he'd probably yeah. ride the bench anyways because Tobias Harris is already there. So I think that that wouldn't make too much sense for them. And Marvin Bagley is still a really solid power forward. He had a great season this past season. He hasn't so, developed, he hasn't really took any steps forward, but he's just been solid since he entered. The yeah, NBA. exactly. Like, he's been great, solid, and solid. maybe he will be able to develop. But I don't know. To me, like that just seems like too much for Ben Simmons. Now, and next, speaking of too much for Ben Simmons, that the next, next one. Hold on, hold on, ridiculous. So, so calm down. So now I need everyone after absolutely this ridiculous. to go trash on ESPN and trash Daryl Morey <laughs> on Twitter after this because look at this. Portland Trailblazers receive Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and two first-round picks for Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard going to the Sixers. Hell no. Hell Absolutely. no. Absolutely. That is not. no value. But Damian Lillard is worth four first-round picks. Maxey, Ben Simmons, and maybe like Seth Curry. I don't know. That's like that's what I how I see Damian Lillard's value because he's mm-hmm. that good of a player in my mind. Personally, he's that much of a game changer in my mind for that mm-hmm. crummy value that they try to crummy trader value that they try to put up there. Terrible. Yeah. I think if they put in, if it was Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey and the first and four first round picks, I don't know about Seth, but the four first round picks, then yeah. I could kind of get behind this, but the two first round picks, Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey. Now Tyrese Maxey had a pretty solid playoff run this past season, yeah. uh, this past postseason, but he is by no means on the same, on a similar caliber too, because Damian Lillard is like up here with like yeah. superstar status, right? And, and then, then you get that down, trade, like, other yeah. stars. Yeah, right? Tyrese Maxey isn't even on like no. two levels so, below Dame. He's here's like, the value well, of Damian Lillard. Here's the value of that trade here. right here on the screen. Like, <laughs> That's the trade. This is where Damian Lillard is. <laughs> it does so, not match up at all. No, it is goofy. Let's move on to the next one. Um, it's also another Portland Trailblazers one, which is even worse, I think. Actually, I know. Actually, this me, one, I think this one. This was better. This was better. Actually, this I think better. this one makes more sense. Yeah. So it's um, Sixers re- uh, receive C.J. McCollum, Nasir Little, and a protected first-round pick. Pick and the Blazers receive Ben Simmons. Honestly, could work. I, it could work. A lot of people yeah, wanted to pair worst. Damian Lillard with um, Damian Lillard with Ben Simmons. So like that could work. Um, mm-hmm. C.J. McCollum in in Philly, great, great pairing. I I think personally is a great pairing. And to see a little, yeah, well, him and, and, a him and Seth would be a deadly backcourt. I agree, but uh, who's going to take the ball? Probably, I don't think C.J. is a ball dominant guy, so I don't know what who's going to take the ball. There. I think but, it would probably be Seth at the point, and then C.J. at the two. I think if <laughs> this goes through, which there's no chance of it, no chance, through. no chance. Yeah, yeah. Whoever the Sixers GM got to be like really dumb, and Daryl Morey has to be some sort of like sweet talking. Like mm-hmm. goddess, like, yeah, Sarah. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta have the gift of gab if you want to be able to make exactly. these, these trades happen. Doesn't yeah. make anyway. any sense to me. And I think even um, I don't know if it was Steve Kerr or if it was a general manager of the Warriors, but um, they were quoted by saying like the Sixers are just giving like completely outlandish trade offers for Ben Simmons. Like they're completely ridiculous, uh, and they don't make any sense to I to the other team. 
And it, it shows with the the two that the three that we just said, right? Like two of them mm-hmm. were eh. And then yeah. one of them was just completely outlandish, like totally off the rails. But I yeah. think it just shows that like the Sixers, they don't like first off, I don't know if my TV was broken or something, but like we all watched the same playoffs, right? Yeah. Like we watched Ben Simmons just absolutely lose all confidence and lose all sense of offensive capability. So just making sure that I wasn't the only one that saw that. No, no. But, um, I think everyone saw that like, and was like, like he was building a mansion for himself. Sixers are completely delusional about this guy at this point. Yeah. You know? And like, I, I mean, offensively, he's a liability at this point, Ben Simmons. I think he needs to get his confidence back. I think that was a big problem where he didn't have any confidence. Um, he still can't shoot. He's a good defender, but. And playmaker. And he's a good playmaker. That's, that's right. I think his two high. I think his two highlight skills is defensive playmaking. Everything else yeah, is just. Absolutely. I don't know where he's at with that. It just doesn't make any sense to have these like just massive offensive weapons come in to to Philly and ship Ben away. Like it just doesn't make any sense. They don't. They don't match up. Like they're not the same. He's not that guy. <laughs> Not like, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. Not that guy. I don't know how. Not else that guy, pal. Trust it's, me, you're it's, not. It's that really guy. bizarre, and I think the Sixers are in a really weird spot right now because if he does come back to Philly, like he, these he's fans booed out. He's getting booed yeah, out the he game. Will, he won't even be able to get the ball, dude. Like it's no. not going to work. So they need to get rid of him, and <laughs> like his value yep. is as low as it could possibly be. So they're well, in a really bad spot. That's what happens when you're the laziest, most uptight player, star in the NBA. Enough time about Ben Simmons. I've yeah, ranted about him. I think we've ranted about him long enough. So let's yeah, talk about some good, good. Actually, talk about, actually, let's talk about being finessed because let's talk about Lonzo Ball and the sign-in trade that happened with the Bulls and um, and the Pelicans because mm-hmm. – uh, okay, 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 so let's talk about the trade, uh, the, uh, the contract details because Lonzo got a four-year $84, $85 million for the Bulls in a sign-in trade, which means that the Bulls had to trade Thomas Sanoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick for Lonzo Ball. Um, I think Lonzo's value is a little bit higher. Absolute steal. But also, also honestly, absolute steal, but honestly, the Pelicans didn't get too screwed over because I think Thomas Sanoransky is a great backup point guard, but otherwise that – doesn't equate to Lonzo Ball personally in my mind, but Lon- yeah. think about it. The Bulls just got ten hundred times better with Lonzo Ball. They always need. They needed some sort of facilitator shooter. Mm-hmm. Lonzo's going to yeah, be that type. Their of and defense. Offense. They have. Oh, the, and he's an incredible defender. Yeah, he's a really that. good perimeter defender. So like yeah. Zach, Zach was pretty much on his own for the most part in yep. uh, in Chicago. Uh, you know, and he it would be like mostly ISO. Um, you know, he would pull up from three or whatever. Hey, hey, don't discount Vucevic, man. Vucevic midseason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They have Vucevic now, too. But, um, yeah, so basically it was pretty much just those two. And before Vucevic got there, it was even worse. It was just Zach pretty much by himself. Zach, because Otto Porter was injured. Um, Who else was there? I forgot. I know they had Thaddeus Young. Hey, that Thaddeus Young. Oh, yeah, right. They have Thaddeus Young as well. But basically, yeah, point I'm trying to make is that Lonzo, yeah, like you said, he brings that, like, just playmaking element that they absolutely needed. Um, and I think that then, yeah, like defense too, like they're going to, he, you know, he's a great perimeter defender and I'm pretty sure Zach Levine has been picking up on his defense too. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he, I think he's a great, I think, I think Levine is a great on ball defender, like one-on-one defender, but I don't think Mm -hmm. anytime he's awful, I think he has like no clue what's going on. Like, should I be guarding this guy? Should I break off the screen? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of the bulls, like the bulls need to play better team defense because they have decent on ball defenders and like, just like the single 
like, you know, like ISO situation. One-on-one but, defense, um, defense. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think if they kind of picked up their defensive game plan a little bit more and just played a little bit smarter on the defensive end, yeah. uh, they're going to have a lot better time in terms of defense. But yeah, I mean, Lonzo coming in, he's going to be a huge offensive piece for them. Uh, and he's one of the teams that we were talking about before being one of these teams in the East that is making it just that much more competitive because yep. now not only did they sign Lonzo ball, they also signed DeMar DeRozan who is going to be a huge offensive piece for them. Exactly. Um, yeah, he, he got signed 85, on a, 84, $85 million. $85 million so dollar deal. That's great. So, and yeah, I mean, I think DeMar DeRozan, I think that's a good contract because I think he is worth that much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's a great finisher around the rim. Um, and he, he's got good size. He can play small forward or shooting guard. Uh, not yeah. the best facilitator, but, you know, they have Lonzo for that now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, the Bulls are looking scary right now, I think. I agree. And um, uh, interesting enough, we had a little conversation in the text, in the DMs text, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, talking about like the Bulls are going to beat the Celtics. I'm like, sure. Because well, you were taught you you said that you didn't like the Bulls' new potential oh, starting lineup, well, and then I was a, like, Nah, dude, like I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, and so then, let's read this out real quick. Let's hold on, hold on. Let's give, let's the, give the guys, let's give the guys some context. So let's talk about it. So I was we talked about the DeRozan thing. I liked the signing, but the only thing I had complaints about complaints about is that in the modern NBA, you do not want to have two non-shooters in the in the starting lineup at all. And think about it. Thad Young does not shoot and DeRozan does not take a three for his life. Like if he took a three, the world should celebrate and throw a parade for him because he doesn't ever, he never shoots threes. So you're basically relying on Lonzo and, and Zach Levine on the perimeter. And then if you want to make Vucevic a stretch five, you have to make transform him in the offseason in like five weeks. So that's my worry that because if you have, if you know who's going to shoot threes, like you can just lock him down and like not worry about them. And then you can just close in on DeRozan anytime he's in the paint. Same with that young, mm-hmm. assuming that's the starting lineup. And it really makes the offense really stagnant. If that's what your game, you, you know what the game plan is basically, because there's no like variation. There's no versatility on any of these players, except for Lonzo and Zavine, I think are great versatile players. The rest of them, I don't know what's going to go on with that. Not to well, mention, so Thad Young, Vucevic, and DeRozan all in the paint, not a good recipe for success. That's my personal opinion. Hot take. We'll see what happens in the next season. If their, co- their coach is not even that ref. Who's their coach now? I don't even know who their coach is right now. I don't but think their coach is anyone notable. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with this signing. And, I mean, the points that you brought up definitely make sense. But to me, it does, I don't have that much of a problem with it because Lonzo and Zach are both great shooters from the outside. All right. Lonzo mm-hmm. picked up his game. He shot like 35% yeah. from three. This yeah, past 35, season. 38 around there, something like that. So he, he picked up, he picked up his three point game. Uh, Zach shot, I think it was like 41% from three this past season, mm-hmm. which is absolutely incredible. And let's also not forget that they did add Caruso. <laughs> okay, Caruso. Now Caruso did not Caruso's have a high bringing him a ring. Caruso bringing him Car- the Car- a no, ring. No, I'm serious, bro. I'm I'm being I'm being dead serious right now. Is that Caruso didn't have a high volume of shots this pat this past season? He was playing on the Lakers, but the man yeah. still shot on three attempts per game from three. The man still shot forty percent from three. Well, so only three shots. I'm, so I'm not too worried for the bulls. I think they're going to have a great season. I think they're going to do great things. And I think that the problems that they're going to have offensively are going to work itself out. All right. Because they have, you say they don't have enough versatile players, but I think that Zach and Lonzo are going to like Lonzo was a great facilitator, right? He's going to be able to throw all these guys open. You know what I mean? Like they're going to, they're going to have a good offensive game Mm. plan. They're going to build it around Zach and Lonzo. And I think it's going to fit the system. Well, well, I'm going to let you know who the head coach is. 
And let's see if you get any confidence from him. Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. Okay. Does not give me confidence. His past records are terrible. Mm, he failed yeah. in, in the OKC. He failed in where I forgot where he was before this. So that's just my thing. Again, you can hold yeah. your hold your hold your opinion to whatever. But. I mean, I'm I'm gonna still stick to it because I have mm. I have confidence in these guys. But um, that definitely does not help their case. No, <laughs> that that's, definitely does not help it. Yep. So that's all I'm saying. Um, as a head coach, he yeah he only he was at he was at Oklahoma City. So yeah, he fell to Oklahoma City. So that's all I'm saying. I don't I don't think he's he's not. If it was like Steve Kerr, I would actually be like, yo, this team could actually do something. Like they could put game plan around DeRozan. Great idea. Donovan, I have no faith. <laughs> yeah, no faith I, don't, in him. I don't know anymore. I mean, like I said, I still th- I still have faith in these guys, yeah. but it's going to be much more of a challenge. That's for exactly. Sure. But let's talk about a guy I do have faith in, and a team I do have faith in to make a big run. The Miami Heat and Kyle Lowry. Three years, Absolutely. $90 million in a sign-and-trade, uh, which is uh, also sending Goran Dragic and uh, Precious Achua to the Raptors. So, first of all, I want to give my per- quick opinion for you, Go. I love this. And also not to mention – the Heat are signing a bunch of veterans, which means they're going to go for it next year. And they re- mm-hmm. they signed Jimmy Butler too this offseason. So yeah, they were able to re-sign him. So this means the Heat are going like all for nothing in the next two years. So let's see it. I want to see the Heat do something. And also, mm-hmm. I love this team in general. I love Jimmy. I love his mentality. Love Bam. This is going to be a great year next year for the Heat. Yeah, no, I'm super excited for this. I'm like actually insanely excited because I love the Miami Heat just like as a team. I think they're just like really dope. Um, and I love Jimmy Bam does some amazing things. I think he's improved so much as a player on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, absolutely great rim protector. Um, you know, just like good size. He has, he honestly moves kind of like a guard sometimes if you really Mm -hmm. watch him, um, you know, he's like, he's kind of slippery like that, but, um, yeah, I absolutely love what the heat are doing right now. They're going, you know, balls to the wall, uh, for lack of a better term, um, yeah. And Lowry is going to be absolutely perfect for them because now all of the playmaking duties were pretty much focused on Jimmy, but now he's going to have Kyle Lowry to be able to pick up a lot of that slack for him or maybe even vice versa. I mean, you know, Kyle Lowry is probably going to be the primary ball handler. Um, and that, well, that's actually definitely what's going to happen. Kyle Lowry yep. is definitely going to be the primary ball handler. And then they're going to have Jimmy who's able to facilitate an offense when a Kyle is out or B when, you know, if it's just like still those two on the floor, they're going to be able to, you know, run some crazy offensive sets, like 50 passes per possession type <laughs> deal, you know, just like swinging the ball around crazy, getting yep. open shots. Um, and then, yeah, like Bam also is, you know, he's going to be locking down the paint and he's going to be, you know, just an absolute animal inside and we'll see what else happens, but hopefully, you know, hero is going to be able to fall <laughs> out of the slump that he had this past season. Um, you know, if that, if that is able to happen, then the heat are definitely going to be a deadly team in the East. But even without that, they're looking really scary right now. Yep. Uh, hero. I was going to say hero should have gotten traded. Hey, but you think he should have gotten traded. Yep. But they signed Duncan Robinson. I'm hyped for that because I like, Duncan mm, yeah, Robinson. that's right. They have Duncan a little Robinson overpaid, a little overpaid 18 million for five years, a little overpaid, but I think they're going to try to trade him next year or in the next couple of years, whenever they blow this thing up. So you know what? It's fine. They got a good shooter on the perimeter to help out with the spacing. So I like mm-hmm. it. Like the Heat, they're probably going to like destroy us next year and destroy, possibly destroy the Nets next year. I actually have a hot take that it might um, the, the Heat might upset the Nets in seven. I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking think? that. I'm thinking that. I, yeah. I mean, 
This, see, this roster thing, comes for you as all One thing by looking at this new Heat roster that they just built is not only do they have a lot of offensive weapons, but they have some crazy defensive weapons too. Yeah. All right. Kyle Lowry, for his size, is a great defender. Um, and Bam is a great rim protector. And Jimmy is a fantastic on-ball defender. So I think that their defensive game plan – and Eric Spolstra is also just amazing at running whatever game – whatever game plan he draws up is going to be – excellent it's gonna work yep. um so like I, I don't know i mean an upset for hey, the nets hey, it's, hey, it hey, could hey, happen on. but they're hold definitely gonna have a solid defensive game plan speaking of defense pj tucker oh right they also have pj tucker victor oladipo and victor oladipo just i think he Markeith just morris today. if that means anything <laughs> is he is that confirmed that he's he's on the yeah. heat now marquee morris oh, and okay. right here wow. three hours ago we i, I it's a good thing i checked Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. agreed to uh, do a deal to return to the Miami Heat, according to Shams, which I actually trust Shams. So yeah, Shams and Woj are pretty much the messiahs right now of this free agency. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, that yeah. that just like proves my point even more. They're going to have an absolutely crazy defensive game plan, and maybe are they going to be able to shut down Durant? Probably not. Can they shut yes, down the rest of the? Can they shut down the rest of the Nets? Yes, it's possible. It's possible, but you really think that they're going to be able to <laughs> shut down Durant? Yeah, they have a bunch of people who can switch on him. doesn't matter who gets no put on chance, him. chance, but it doesn't matter who you put on him. You can't guard him. Uh, that's fair, but at least you can slow him down. That's like what I mean by guarding Durant is meaning slowing him down to make him like average, not like insane like he usually is. That's yeah, not I mean. like he's not. All right. There's well, no way fair, to stop Durant. Still, there's no way to lock down Durant, but there's ways what to slow him down. Is that it's not so. gonna, it, that's not gonna happen. But are they gonna be Instead able to score 50? He scores 25 30. All right. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's better. That's a pretty for average sure. game for Durant. And then if everyone else is doing terrible, that means Kevin Durant can't lead this team. So that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So. That's a, then, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's definitely a conversation for another day that we got. So, have. second thing, I want to talk a uh, third thing actually because we're on this, uh, we're like numbering this. But let's talk about two young players that got amazing rookie extensions: Shea Gilders Alexander, five year, 120, uh, 172 million. Trey Young, five year, two hundred seven million. Second thing about uh, Shea Gilders is uh, there's a little clause in his. Uh, in his uh, contract that adds a 30% escalator clause, which would uh, make him basically equal to Trey Young at 207 million if SGA is put into the top uh top, was it all NBA teams? One of the three all yeah, NBA teams. One of the three all NBA teams. Yep. And deal a deal does not include early termination options, which means he has to make early or has to make the all NBA team before he decide if he wants to quit, basically, or I get traded. So just saying that's pretty good. Wait. I think she- so wait, so if he wants to get traded, he has to make an all NBA team before they can trade him. Well, no, 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 no. He wouldn't get paid the full amount. He would only get paid 127 clause. Okay, all right, that makes sense. There you go. So yeah, and I, I think personally, this is my only comment about this that I think SGA with his 207 million, which I think he'll make an all NBA team eventually, like in the next two years. I think this is uh leading up to either upping his draft capital because he means if he made an all NBA all NBA team, that means he's like he played insane. Which means he upped his draft cap, his trade capital for whatever the future may may hold for him in, in OKC, or they just locked him up for five years, five years as the franchise player of the Thunder. So, what are your thoughts? That's on what that? I think Opinion. they're trying to do. Uh, and if I was the Thunder upper management, their front office, I would want to lock this dude down for as long as possible because to me, he's going to be one of the best players in the league in a couple of years. He's a fantastic. He is a 
Like, I don't, I literally don't even know how to talk about him because he just does so many great things. He's a great defender, good on ball defender, decent off ball defender. Um, three, like, three level score. He shoots the three ball well. He can finish inside. He has a great mid range game. Uh, he can rebound and he can pass, which is just like he literally has pretty much all the skills you need in a franchise player. Yep. And he's got the size for it too. I think he's like, what, like six, five, six, six? Mm, six, like six. Six six. So there you go. So he's like, I don't know, dude. He's gonna be one of the best players in the league, I think. And yep. yeah, I, they they should lock him down for as long as possible because if they can build a team around him, they could easily become playoff contenders. And maybe in this next five year stretch, with the ridiculous amount of picks that they have, um, you know, maybe they can trade a whole bunch, build a nice veteran team around him, and then maybe make a mm-hmm. run at a chip. Let's hope so. Well, they have to get a couple more stars to do that, but we'll see what yeah, happens. Absolutely. But I mean, yeah, they got him for another five years, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Let's talk about the next one. <laughs> next one, uh, Westbrook. So oh Westbrook, um, it was a it was a trade for Westbrook. Probably the, so, bit, probably the biggest trade uh, out of free agency so it far. It was some and goofy trade that even Adam Silver got so confused reading the trade out during draft day. So oh, yeah. Lakers receive Westbrook, the 2024 and 2028 second round pick. The Wizards receive KCP, uh, you know, Kuzma, you know, whatever, uh, Montrez Harrell, and the 22nd pick, which was Isaiah Jackson, which got picked by the Lakers. They got traded, that got traded to the Wizards and they got sent to the Pacers via the Wizards after they received Isaiah Jackson. Yeah. And then I'm going to put a clip up in the TikTok that we make about <laughs> yeah. this. Adam Silver if, reading if, this. If anybody watched the draft, yep. you, you know exactly. Adam Silver was just as confused as everybody else yep. was. Because, I mean, honestly, I was talking to you about this, Makoto, but yep. like these draft day trades that they do are, are insane. Whack. They're, six they're six team like trade. Confusing. Yeah, like the Kings so trade, confused. the Hawks trade, the Heat trade, the Pistons I don't trade, even know the Yada. Who, like keeps track of this, but nope. I mean, hey, it worked. And it even confused the commissioner, so I don't feel too bad about it. Commissioner, um, <laughs> as I quote, I'm just reading it. Yeah, he literally, I'm just reading it. Anyway, so I mean, watch the video because it, it's it's no, honestly it'll fun. be on the TikTok. Check out the TikTok. We got the video on there, oh, and then we're yeah, gonna talk about the Westbrook better. breakdown as well. So, uh, Westbrook, um, first person, Westbrook. Westbrook, the first person of many joining the senior citizen retirement home in, yeah. in LA, <laughs> the Los Angeles senior citizens, Los Angeles senior citizens. Um, uh, actually, I need to actually I should pull up the graphic that um. Uh, what the, uh, what the hell? Um, that is did you, the. Um, did you see? Did you see it on Instagram? Right it was on Sports Center. Funny, enough, Sports Center made a made a joke made the joke about it. Like when Sports yeah, Center makes the joke, that means that it's too. legit because that's I hilarious. I, I think it said like the average yeah. age of it's the thirty Lakers something as of right now is thirty two point eight years. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like by far the oldest NBA team in history. All right, so mine is Kendrick Nunn and and Malik Monk, who like are like took in the basically minimum contracts like as a as like under twenty five year olds. Carmelo Anthony, 27, 37. LeBron, 36. Trevor Ariza, 36. Um, Marcus Hall, 36. Dwight Howard, 35. Um, Wayne Ellington, 33. Westbrook, 32. And oh my God, who is this guy? Um, oh, oh, Wayne Ellington? Who is it? Crap, I forgot who it was. Um, 30, some guy, guy 32. I'm, I forgot his name. Oh, oh, Ken Blazemore or Baysmore. Oh, <laughs> Ken, yeah, yeah. Ken Blazemore. I call him Ken Blazemore. Blazemore. But yeah. Blazemore. Ken Blazemore at 32. That's so, and then Caru- uh, no, Caruso's gone. But uh, yeah, that's senior citizens right there. 
Yeah, literally the scene. I'm trying to find the thing. Los Angeles senior citizens. It. It's, All right. it's well, pretty insane. Anyway, I don't get how this team's going to shoot minus none. In, I mean, none is an okay shooter, but Malik Mine's a great shooter. But like, there's no one going to be able to yeah, shoot, shoot minus like the old guys who are like three knee players. And I don't they know. They can't. They can't shoot. Honestly, they're going to have a really hard time running yep. an offense because a, everyone's going to realize, oh, oh we don't God. have to defend the three-point line at all because <laughs> no, no, like, no one is able to shoot threes on this team consistently. Dude, everyone, okay, I'm not going to mention, I'm going to like, I'm not going to go too deep in this, but TikTok's been memeing this team so much because like Westbrook and like LeBron fighting over like the last assist and the last rebound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to get the triple double and then like I'm LeBron. And- you, that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to be like, they're both going to have nine assists and then they're not going to be able to decide who should finish the basket. Who should finish the basket. Both of them want the assist. Yep. And then not to mention like if they're on the three point line, just passing it to each other, like you shoot the ball. No, you shoot the yeah, ball. Yeah, they're like, no, I'm not shooting that. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, LeBron is like a decent three point shooter, but I wouldn't rely on him to be a consistent like sharpshooter, like no. a Duncan Robinson type. So yeah. I'm just and saying that's Westbrook kind of funny. Is to one me. of the worst three point shooters in history. I think he's shooting like 30% on his career right now from three. I mean, a, a, like a guy who should be shooting well for his size and everything. Cause like we don't, we don't expect Giannis or Ben Simmons to shoot anything. So yeah, but like, like for the amount of attempts that he has, that like too, I think yeah. it's like the Charles Barkley thing where like Charles Barkley has <laughs> the worst three point. Shooting percentage, percentage um, if you like account for the attempts per game or like yep. a legitimate amount of attempts per game. But yeah, yep. so basically, point is, is that this team can't shoot three. So I don't know yeah. any <laughs> team that's going to defend anybody on the three point line. Like if you yeah. see Westbrook on the three point line, I urge you to take that shot. If I, I want defender, him to take that shot. I want so you to take that shot. I just want to see uh, Westbrook building his own house by the end of the season. <laughs> He's going to have a nice little mansion. In LA. I know. Gonna nice, have a nice red brick, brick, you know, nice brick got some good windows, LA. nice little columns in the front on his front door. He's building everything, man. He's gonna build. Oh everything. yeah, no, he's built. He's he's going all out. It's gonna be crazy. LeBron might help him out a little bit too, you know, <laughs> on, the three, on the three point line. Yeah, there might, you go. Might see a lot of brick. Might see a lot of bricks this season. Any, anyway. I think I think honestly, honestly, we've been naming this too much, but to be real, I think this Lakers team is really dangerous with all the veterans they have and knowing their roles and everything. And this, not so much. Vogel's not a bad coach, like compared to Billy Donovan. So I think yeah. they're going to do. And they also, things. yeah, they signed Mello as well. They signed like, Mello, who's yeah. one of the most deadly scorers. Like no matter how still old in his age, defense, like yeah, still can shoot. Yeah, yeah. So no, this team's going to be absolutely deadly. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think that the three point shooting problems that they they're, they're definitely going to have. Um, as much as we clown on them for it, I feel like that they're going to work a way around it because they have LeBron and Let's Westbrook, so. who are two great playmakers. So I think that they're yeah. going to be able to work around their, you know, three-point shooting woes. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I th- honestly, that's like the one problem that this team is going to have is um, three-point shooting. And honestly, like they're pretty solid defensively too. Nothing crazy, but yeah, a lot of veterans who play great defense. Yeah, exactly. By no means like a liability on defense kind of team. And Frank yeah. Vogel also uh, drew up a great defensive game plan uh, for these past couple of years. So, yeah. yeah, dude, the Lakers are looking really scary right now. Real scary. <laughs> yeah. Real scary. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's also let's uh, let's transition to like ra- I think we're going to like rapid fire um, the rest of these that we have written down and mm-hmm. say like we like them, dislike them. I don't think we re- have. You, is there anything new? No, nothing new. I mean, okay, I'm cool. sure there's new stuff going on. Like, like nothing we, major that I saw. Like, oh my god, we need to talk about this. So, yeah. actually, wait, hold So, I was um, I, I was scrolling through Instagram, looking to see if like any trades or whatever's going on, and I saw something that said Kawhi signed with the Brooklyn Nets, 
And oh I like, my. I like dropped my phone. I was like, there's no way that this is true. And obviously ended up being not true, but like, I actually crapped my pants for a second and I did not appreciate it because nope. like, I was like, there's no pot, like, it's, like even seeing it, I was like, there's no possible way that this could be legit. And obviously nope. it wasn't, but still like, I was like, they got to stop. Like <laughs> whoever's making these fake trades, you got to stop. Cause it's confusing <laughs> the hell out of me. <laughs> That's why I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Well, also, um, I mean, we can talk about Kimball. We'll, we'll talk about Kimball Walker in the rapid fire. So let's start yeah. off with the first major one that we didn't talk about. Chris Paul returning to the Suns, to Phoenix, declined his $44 million, op- uh, million dollar player option, took a pay cut to for a four-year $120 million, which is basically $30, $30 million a year. Great pay cut. I think that's going to help the Suns grab some players. I think they're going to try to sign Cameron Payne with that money. So great, great thing for him. And Chris Paul could run it back with the Suns. So I like that. I don't know about you. Let's give a quick. All of you get quick. Um, yeah, I like it. The only thing for me is that Chris Paul is 36 right now. So by the time this contract's up, he's going to be 40. I don't know how many years he has left of playing that high level basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a great playmaker. So those skills aren't really going to uh, wane too much. But I don't know. I think it may be a little bit too long term. I mean, it's only four years, but to me, it looks like too long term of a deal for how old Chris Paul is. But other than that, I do like it. Chris Paul going back to the Suns is going to be awesome. Yep. Okay. The next contract, Steph Curry, four years, $215 million. Oh boy. <laughs> this is the big, this is the most an, any NBA player is getting paid per season. I mean, you got to pay Steph Curry, man, but that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's more than Trey Young and he's younger than him. So I just, all I'm saying, money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how long this lasts. I mean, Curry's like 33 or something like that, but like, I think he'll, he'll last like a, definitely four more years for sure. I yeah, think that's absolutely. why they gave it to him. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just so much money. The only my only problem with it is like when you pay someone that much money, it's so hard to build a team around them. It hinders, yeah, it hinders the team, dude. That's you know, the problem. It, it's going to be really difficult. I mean, they're still going to have Clay, uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much they're paying him, but I have to imagine it's going to be a lot of money as well. Thirty million, so probably. That, yeah. So honestly, I think the Golden State Warriors may have kind of put themselves in a difficult position for the next couple of years if they are trying to compete for another championship. With Steph in you know the last on the last leg of his prime career, yep. so yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with them. I think they're in a weird position now. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, I mean, other than that, let's move on to the next one. Kawhi Leonard designs his thirty uh, thirty six million dollar player option, but is planning to resign with the Clippers. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. We've seen him be a snake and go away. So to yeah, other teams, we don't know what he's going to do. I know. Nope. I think when he went to the Raptors, he waited till the very last day of free agency to sign with the Clippers. Yeah. So we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, personally, I think he should have just taken the player option, thirty-six million. I think he should have just went with it. That's and a run solid it back next year. And he could have run it back next year. They have. They're planning on keeping Reggie Jackson, or they're trying to keep Reggie Jackson. They I still like have that. Paul George. Um, so they're going to have a lot of the same pieces as this team that almost made it to the conference final. Oh no, they did make it to the conference finals and lost in um, the conference finals. Yeah. They so. lost in the conference finals. So I don't know. I think you should have just kept it. They could have run it back and had a good year, but yep. who knows what's going to happen with them. We'll see. Um, never know with Kawhi Leonard, the, the silent killer slash snake of the NBA. Yeah, silent I snake. Even, I don't even silent know snake. Like we, he's, no, a I snake, feel like he's not a snake. I just feel like he I just mean, doesn't he just like ditched tell on, he ditched on sp- the Spurs and then I mean, ditched yeah, on right. Toronto. He on Spurs. So that's all I'm saying because he, of he medical stuff like, reason. He, I feel like 
I don't know. It's a conversation for another day, but I it's think another day. Weird. But that's my opinion. He's, he's a silent snake. Like he's not big as a snake as Durant, but like he's still a snake. Anyway, mm-hmm. next big one. Uh, before we go into the last one, which is going to affect me personally, uh, John Collins signed a five-year, one twenty-five million dollars. Stay with the Heat, uh, the Hawks. Love it. Keep him. It's amazing. That's all I'm going to yeah, say about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Same. Yeah, John Collins is awesome. He did some great things. Turned up in the playoffs. Had a great regular season. So mm-hmm. I think that him and Trey are going to be absolutely deadly. Exactly. Last one, Kemba Walker. Your favorite. <laughs> your favorite, favorite player in the NBA <laughs> as I am clutching my heart, trying not to kill myself. All right. Uh, Kemba Walker agreed to, to his contract buyout and then is now signing with the Knicks. Um, I don't know. There's no contract details yet, but then I guess, I guess D Rose is not starting anymore. So mm-hmm. I feel it's kind of sad because I like D Rose. I don't I like Kemba Walker too. anymore. I wanted him to start. I wanted him to start over Trash Trash Mo Walker, Trash Bo Walker. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to call him anymore. I hate him. Anyway, so yeah, Kemba Walker signed with the Knicks. You know, the Knicks. I don't. I don't know if they're going to be competitive next year with Kemba Walker, assuming that he plays like he did last year. If he somehow if he pulls plays up, like they did last year, they're in a really bad spot. <laughs> they they went down instead of up. This yeah, no, up, they went down. They would have went, went down. I think yeah, that yeah. the reason why they signed him, this is my personal opinion. I think they're trying to. There's get no one better. Someone <laughs> a. There's no one better. And also, like I mean, he does bring a level of shot creation that the Knicks kind of lacked. Yeah. People being able to create their own offense. Um, yeah, know, that's actually. That, yeah, that's actually true because. I guess Julius Randle was the only one who could create a shot, but then he's like, a, yeah, a everybody else needed to, you know, be in a catch and shoot or, you know, a post move back down kind of, kind of yeah. deal. But I think he's going to bring, uh, I mean, this is also, assu- I'm assuming that he's going to play like decent. 2018, 2017 Kemba Walker. Yeah. Like yeah. decent, you know, nothing crazy, Hortis but Rock, I assume Hortis he's going to play decent. So I think he's going to bring some much needed shot creation to the Knicks that they yeah. need. Um, I mean, yeah, they definitely it would have been probably better if they could have gotten a, a better playmaker. Uh, Kemba's not the best playmaker, but mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen. Honestly, he surprised us last year by crapping the bed, so maybe he'll surprise us this year and clean up By crapping the bed? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he did. I didn't expect him to play that bad. Uh, yeah, I know. Me neither. I wanted him to be our third star, but I guess that didn't happen. So, yeah, no, not even a little bit. That I mean, that's it. I'm looking at it. Oh, 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 actually, let's do this breaking news. Lamarcus Aldridge is seriously considering returning to the NBA after his medical consultation. Um, what did you just yeah, get that? I just got that 14 minutes ago from Woj. What he like, ultimately needs team medical clearance to sign a contract and play, and expected to have conversations with individual teams in the coming weeks per sources. Aldridge has better come back to them. Yeah, to make, has yet to make a final decision. Yo, they like LeBron's gonna get the same reactions last time. Like, Dude, why are they bringing their primes back? Yeah, yeah. Lamar bringing his in the Blake Griffin bringing his primes back. Like, what is going on? RD, coding Dude. RDC World. RDC World is goaded on YouTube. Any, yeah, any NBA stuff hits. Go hits check them out. If you don't already know him, but yeah. I feel like if Aldridge comes back and he doesn't sign with the Nets, I'm going to be a little offended. Yeah, because he played like two games or three games for the Nets and then dipped, <laughs> and for good reason, obviously. Well, good reason, yes. Yeah. But I want. I would reason. love to see him back in the NBA for one more fight, one more run. Mm-hmm. One and I want it to be on the nets. <laughs> I want it to be on the nets. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's all the news really. I mean, that last thing it was just kind of a free uh whatever thing. But yeah, I mean, I had another thing planned for the we had another thing. Actually, funny enough, Reed actually thought of this segment, but we'll we'll do that next week. Hopefully there will be uh free agency will calm down a little bit for next week and we can talk about it. It's gonna be one trade you want to see happen for your individual team. So like oh, a yeah. trade that that Reed would want to see for the Nets and a trade I would want to see for the Celtics. 
Um, I have to change mine now after what I said. So that's all I'm going to say. What was yours? You can, you can kind of oh, yeah, don't, you say, wanted, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. You want you can, okay? You yeah, can yeah, kind yeah, of pick yeah. it up from yeah. what I was saying earlier. So you know, I guess I have to, might have to change it up. But for right now, we'll see. I may have to do some brainstorming, a little bit of a creative thinking to figure out what what a trade. Yeah, I'm gonna have do. to rack my brain for this one too. Exactly, because what do the Nets really need? Nothing. <laughs> they really don't need anything new. Hey, no, we need a bench. <laughs> we, <laughs> need, we need a good, <laughs> we need we a need bench. Good trade KD for five solid bench players. Shut up. Don't even joke about that. Don't even joke about that. <laughs> All right. We I think we've gone on long enough. I've love I love talking about this free agency, dude. I'm gonna I'm so excited for next year and all these it's exciting gonna be such moves. A, it's gonna be such a good season. Dude, I think. This might be more I'm exciting than the COVID season this year. It might be more exciting. I'm honestly gonna say that right now. I feel like the COVID season was also super exciting because it was like, it was back and we're all like, Oh shit. Like it's back. back and kid. like, you never knew if someone's going to play or not because of COVID. So yeah. You know. But like now I think, no, I think this upcoming season is going to be pretty crazy. I think a lot awesome. of teams are like, I, I think, especially as a fan of an Eastern conference team. Exactly. It's really exciting. And not to mention, this is my last comment for, I want to end it because I don't know if you have any other final comments. But no, I'm, I'm pretty, yeah. I think this season is going to have the most people f- trying to fight for a championship. At, like, at, at, like in my recollection, recollection, because usually in the past years we've had the Warriors, Cavs, and like usually we only expected those teams to win, uh, go to the finals, and they did for the, like for right. how many straight years. And I think mm-hmm. now, like building up to the season, this this is the first time in my recollection of an NBA fan since like 2008. That you know, uh, you know, before 2011, because like 2008 to 2011, I didn't really remember much. But this season, into my memory, had the this season is going to have the most people fighting for a championship this year. Bucks going to re- try to repeat. Suns going to try to re- try to get back to the finals again. Utah Jazz are going to try to upset what they try to like do better than they did last year. Both LA teams fighting for a chip. But um, what is it? The Sixers are maybe try with Joel Embiid again. Heat are going to definitely go all in. Nets are going to try to upset like you know, make up for their failures of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the Hawks are going to try to like do some magic again. There's so yeah, many, maybe teams. run it back to the conference. Yeah. Like there's exactly. so many different teams vying for a spot right now yeah. at the chip and it's going to be super exciting. I'm really excited for that. I mean, the playoffs just ended, but I'm excited for this upcoming. I know, because so I know it's just going to be absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see so many of these, like so many moves have happened in this off season yep. and these teams like so many teams are basically putting out like completely new lineups or like, yeah. if it's not a completely new lineup, they add 70% people. of their lineup is basically it. new. Exactly. Or, or if they, if they only added like one or two players during the off season, they were big additions and they're going to completely yeah. change the way that the team plays like the bulls. All right. The bulls have this like great young squad now. And like, who really knows what's going to happen with all these teams, dude, it's going to be absolutely crazy competitive. It's going to yep. be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a, as an NBA fan, this is going to be a really exciting season. I'm very I'm very hyped for it. Yeah, and I'm excited for the Celtics because you just said it. Like we had a couple uh, pickups like Chris Dunn and, and and Josh Richardson and Bruno Fernando, and mm-hmm. we're still a dark horse team. Think a dark horse playoff like contender. So I'm excited to see who what what develops, what happens. Oh yeah, for I sure. Well, because Jalen Brown's also now going to be healthy, healthy, hopefully. and so Neesmith and Rob there. Williams will take another step. Payne Pritchard will take another step. And Hopefully. we'll see what and happens. Yeah, I mean, you still got Tatum, Robert Williams. Um, like, dude, it's going to be. We have no Katie, Harden, or, or, or Irving. But, you know, I think I, our team could make some noise. Now, you guys have a solid, solid young group of guys. It's going to be really exciting. And honestly, you know, I mean, when we see you guys during the regular season, like, who knows what's going to happen, man. I know. 
we'll see who wins Bulls or Celtics next year. (laughs) But yeah, so next time, next week, I can't wait to talk more about this. And this, I'm already excited. Can't wait. So yeah, until next week. Peace. Peace.